Um, I just want to remind us, Luke, and there's a team in Costa Rica as well, and uh, they uh, just finished uh, Resound down there, and uh, they're, Luke's teaching this morning in La Vina, and uh, in, in the Vineyard Church, and we just, he, he misses us, and he can't wait to be back. But they've had wonderful, wonderful breakthroughs, and it's been a beautiful time. Uh, last week, uh, we talked uh, briefly about how we see equipping here at Vine Life, and this week I'm going to review that briefly, and uh, then we're going to hear from some people who've participated in our classes and Vine Life University, and then finish up by talking about what's going to be different this year to make the school more accessible to more people, both here and um, around the globe, if they would like to. Uh, so I'm going to move quickly through this review and so that we can hear those other voices. Uh, Ephesians 1, we jumped out of Ephesians 1, or into it, and then out of it again uh, uh, last week. Ephesians 4, uh, 11 through 16. Um, in the place of, and he gave some to be apostles, prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the body or of the saints. That's us, the equipping of the saints, the warmly embraced pure ones. That's who we are. Uh, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Uh, by unpacking this a little bit last week, we discovered that he himself is given. So it isn't something that somebody chooses or says, okay, I'm going to be this. It's something that he himself is given. And in that place, we that uh, the purpose of that is to help awaken us uh, to the complete furnishing that we've already been given. We also have been completely furnished. When we believe Jesus Christ, uh, that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, something took place, and He and the Father, they moved in. The Holy Spirit came, they made their home in here forever. They live in us. It's done. Our sins have been forgiven. There's a reality that we're living in, and we have been furnished. And so we get to awaken to what that furnishing looks like. You go into a beautiful home that's completely furnished. You might be oh, see the view of it and go, oh, this is amazing. But as you spend time there, you start to see these little things that you never saw before. Wow, there's... There's a bottle of water. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a lamp over here. There's, oh my goodness, look at that carpet. Oh my goodness, look at that floor. Look at these things that are in the reality of what it is that has been furnished in this place. And that's what equipping's about, to help us begin to see that in ourselves. Because it's in us. And uh, so we ask the question, why do we need to be equipped? We need to be equipped. In the Old Testament, it's mentioned, equipped is mentioned about eight times, and it primarily has to do with war. So we're equipped for war. Uh, in those days, you were given weapons. Maybe you asked for weapons, but you were given things. You were taught how to use them so that you could enter into the battle and come out hopefully victorious. In the New Testament, we are equipped um, for the war against powers and principalities, the war between our ears. 
the war that exists uh, in our in our vision and in our sight and the way we perceive things. We were being equipped to see from a higher perspective. Uh, yeah, thank God. Um, and then we also need to be equipped for every good work. In Second Timothy. Uh, 3, 16, and 17, it states that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. So it's, we've been given people, he himself is given people, and we also have been given scripture through the inspiration of God. And what it states in the New King James is, for the, the man of God, that's us, may be complete and thoroughly equipped, sounds familiar, for every good work. And the word work here is defined as business, employment, that which anyone is occupied, uh, that which one undertakes to do. It's an enterprise and undertaken. And it goes on a little further into other places. So the work we're equipped for is to uh, live our lives. Uh, Every one of us were born. So we're automatically in a family. We are equipped uh, for the good work of family. We've also being, are being equipped. We are engaged in the spheres of society, uh, religion being one sphere. So we've been equipped here, but we've been equipped in, for all the enterprises that are here and available to us. That's, that's the reason why. Um, so I'm going to jump ahead. Uh, but speaking the truth in love, this is verses 15 and 16 in Ephesians 4. Uh, but speaking the truth in love that we may grow up into all things who's the head Christ so that the body will work together we can work together we can find our way to be together and work together uh, amazingly so that's, 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 that's what we need to be equipped for because again if I'm a liver and I think livers are the deal the only deal you know, well, it's, you know, I may be able to filter some things, uh, but, you know, uh, life, I'm just going to lay around. I need, I need feet, I need legs, I need a body, I need a skeleton, I need a pancreas, I need all of those things to be able to actually move and further the cause of Christ among men. We need each other. And so without the thought of that, we're, we're, we will find ourselves very limited. So we need, God wants to equip us um, so that we can grow up into all things. Uh, we talked briefly about our views and perceptions, how they can influence our thinking and our thoughts about Christ in all of our circumstances. Uh, in this, there's a slide, uh, slide four, that we're when I look at, you know, it's, it's pretty similar in some ways, almost. We look at our windows, we look at something like this, and our perception is, this is flat. That's what that is. And so if I look at flat, and that's what I'm seeing with my eyes or perceiving with my senses, that's what I think the world might be, is flat. But the reality is that. And it took a little bit of time for the world to wake up to that. Just as it takes people a little bit of time sometimes to recognize where we are seated in him. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ. We've been placed there. We're seeing from, as our friend Graham says and Francois says, above the line. 
We're living above this line. This is where we are. We're living in a full place, a complete place. And as we begin to enter into our, uh, the understanding of that, we're permeated. We're permeated with that. We don't think about it anymore. We, we realize the reality of it. Epigonosco has happened. It's, there's this solid thing that's been built upon this verb. This solid thing has been built upon a verb. So I'm saved. There's a verb. I'm saved. What does that mean as I begin to embrace the reality of that salvation? Um, I recognize that uh, it's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. We begin to come into the truth of that expanding in our awareness. Um, Let's see. So we need to be equipped both for overcoming negativity in our lives and for, and for the areas of life we're currently occupied. We've all been given territories. We've all been given places um, that we live in, um, that we're moving into, that we're expanding into all the time. Uh, so as we move into them in the awareness of Christ, they're going to change. Those things are changed. The presence of Christ changes things. And, so, and he's, that's who lives in us. So as we enter into those places, things will just change. Uh, uh, so today we have this time to talk briefly about the vision and the purpose of Vine Life University, what's changing, and how uh, what we're doing might open up flexibility of schedule and time for more of you and others in the region and around the world to participate. Our purpose, uh, as we've prayed into this and thought about it and... Um, move through it. Our purpose is to awaken the sons and daughters of God into the increasing awareness of their completely furnished identities as the children and mature bride of Christ, thereby furthering the cause of Christ in every sphere of society, bringing heaven to earth. And we, we don't want to tell you how to think. We want to teach you how to, we want to let you know that you can. That you, that you, um, I don't want to tell you how it is. I want you as to realize the mind of Christ in yourself and have your thoughts, have his thoughts grow in you, open things up to things we've never seen before because the transformation of the world has really been given here to the body of Christ to bring life into it uh, that's never been seen before. And that's where we're moving to. So in our first-year curriculum, uh, we provide many views uh, through the variety of classes. There are many perspectives that we get to look through, lenses and views that we get to look through so that we might see, hopefully, the perspective of Christ. We're going to look through, the, we look through the prophetic, we look through the, the inner healing, we look through identity, we look through many places to, so that we can awaken in greater measure to who we are. In our second year, we build on that awareness and we explore people's dreams for ministry, for furthering the, co- the cause of Christ among men everywhere you are. So we want to help that dream, the thought of that, come into being um, and move through the negative thinking that gets in the way of moving forward, discover how we can work together, and what parts of the body do we need around us to manifest those dreams? Again, if I'm a liver, I need some kidneys. 
around me. I need them. I need a spleen. I need a pancreas. I need other things that will help me filter um, all these things in order to actually do what I do best. I can't do it on my own. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm an eye, the same thing. I need nerves. I need optic nerves. I need a brain. I need all these parts and aspects around me in order to be able to do what I do and what I've been called to do so that something actually happens. Otherwise, we're just left laying on a table. Nothing happens. If, I'm, if everybody's an eye, then sorry. There's a lot of seeing taking place and nothing else. Uh, no movement, no action, uh, no change, just, see, just sight. And that's God's wanting to do something different. So it's our hope that each person will come away with an actionable plan for moving forward. An awareness of being a delegate of the kingdom sent with a plan. The apostolic is someone who is being sent with a plan. And so as we open up into the reality of that in our being, realizing we are sent with one, not sent without one, I'm just going to send you over there. Well, you know, Jesus sent people out into the world, but the Holy Spirit kept working with them. Oop, don't go there yet, Paul. You want to go there? Nope, don't go there yet. The plan was in place. The plan was there, and it is continuing to happen. So today, we're just going to... That was a review of last week. Um, I'm going to ask some people to come up and uh, talk to us a little bit uh, about who've come, who were with us in the development of some of the classes as they were coming and who, who've been full-time in this school. And um, so I just, we just want to hear from some other voices today. So I'm going to invite Barry um, to come and, and uh, talk first, and, and then Bob's going to take the other half of this. Ed, don't leave yet. I have two big brothers. One is Jesus, and the other one's Ed. <laughs> It's just a privilege to come up and just kind of share briefly uh, the few years that Gail and I took the classes and what we experienced and how it's helping us today. Uh, I'll be forever grateful to you, Ed, and Dee Dee, and all the teachers, and to my best friend, the Holy Spirit, who just revealed all these truths that were once hidden, but now they're found. And uh, I'd like to share a brief scripture. It's in Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. And it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints. And one of the beautiful things about the classes is that between the books and the curriculum and in all the things that we did and read and digested uh, was coming together and sharing them with my brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, the people that I love deeply. And just to see um, and to know as the truths were unfolded before our eyes and just to be able to live in them in the spirit and then bring them down to the earth. 
Um, I found out my identity of who I am in Christ through the classes. And what I learned was that I was an intercessor and a warrior in the kingdom. And what that truly means as a father, as a husband, as a grandfather, as a house church leader, as a businessman uh, with people that I work with daily, uh, it has given me the ability to pray for people and to believe in the promises of God and hold places for others and hold places that the Lord's asked me to intercede on his behalf so that his kingdom could be established on earth. So I thank, I thank God for that. I thank God for discovering that so that I could be used in that capacity. And the other thing, the other piece that I learned was my identity as an encourager, to be able to be around people in business, in church, in the house church, my family, friends, neighbors, and to see them from heaven's perspective, to be able to speak life, to be able to encourage them the way the Father and the Son sees them so that they could walk in their own identity. And it's just been a beautiful experience, and I'm just grateful for it. And I think I'm going to stop there. So if the Holy Spirit is prompting your heart, uh, you know, just listen and pray and allow him to move. And uh, I, f- I promise you, you won't be disappointed if you take some of the classes. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Uh, our next voice is uh, going to be Miss Carrie Bowen. Carrie, come on up. Let's welcome Carrie. I have to tell you, this girl, this woman, threw her backpack in her car and drove all the way here from Arkansas to go to school. And she'd never been here, and she didn't know us, and we didn't know her. But she came, she's been here for three years, and she's been such a blessing. So, Carrie, here you go. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't really know what I was getting into when I came out here. Um, I think if I did, I don't know if I would have done it, honestly, at the time. Uh, But I will say, along with Barry, uh, these classes have absolutely changed my life because I I learned who I was um, in these classes. Uh, I came out here fairly broken and really not even sure where to turn or what to do, and kind of through these classes... um, of course, my way of fixing my problem was, well, just start doing something. You know, if I feel broken, go do something. It'll make you feel better. You know, that was kind of the way I was looking at stuff. So I wanted to learn how to do ministry better. That's what I wanted to learn. But what the Lord had in mind for me was he's like, I don't want to teach you to do. I want to teach you to be. And that's really what every single one of these classes were based in for me. Yes, they gave us incredible tools to be able to do stuff, but that all was rooted under this river of love, of love for us. I've never met a father's love the way I have through Ed, um, and even through Didi at times. And so, uh, yeah, I learned all these tools to use, but really I learned how to be in, in these classes. And, um, I actually wanted to go into ministry. I wanted to work in the church. That was my heart. Instead, the Lord's like, oh, you're going to work in retail full-time, which was like my nightmare. But that's what I'm doing right now. And the thing was is I went and interviewed for one job. 
I was offered another job, and it's this place of the Lord is asking me to take ground to release his kingdom. And it's coming in a place that I never would have imagined it in my entire life. I would have never dreamed up the job that I have right now. And it's not one that's predominantly known for women being in it. And in fact, I recently found out that I'm the only person in the history of the company to ever be a woman to work in that position. And the Lord, and it, yeah, that's the Lord. And it's, it's this place of him I used to go in with like, okay, Lord, like what tools can I bring today to like fight and bring your kingdom? And he's like, I don't want your environment to dictate how you want to fight to bring my kingdom. I want your identity to dictate how you're going to love people today. And so that's the kind of stuff that he's taught me through these classes is is just how to love and be loved. Because I've stood in these places where I have no idea what to do when customers are like, yelling at you and you had really had nothing to do with it and I'm like all right Lord how am I loved in this place like how do you love me and I've started to learn that stuff and actually some I didn't really tell my coworkers that I was a Christian or that I came out here to do ministry school or anything like that somehow word kind of traveled and and I would hear these conversations from my coworkers. it's like I don't really like Christians I don't like people like you it's like okay fair enough you know and, and the Lord told me, he's like, I don't want you to evangelize these people. I want you to love them. And so that's just what I've been trying to do. And actually, some of the very people who said that to me also had a conversation with me later where they're like, I don't know what it is. We were talking about you the other day. And everything's just really peaceful when you're here. And we don't know why. And it's like you'll walk up and things are peaceful and everything's good. And then you leave and it, it's like it leaves with you or something. And he's, he's teaching me to bring the kingdom and to be the kingdom not necessarily try to force it to come and that's the kind of stuff that I've learned in these classes so don't you want a little of that (laughs) she's a firearms instructor too so watch out Emily could you come help me welcome Emily Galvin Emily's also done three years and uh, when she came uh, she actually was working in another church but she came to this university and I'm sure she'll talk about that here you go hi everyone Um, so last service I came up and I talked about um, finishing school and how it hugely impacted my life which it did Um, and now I am finishing my bachelor's degree but I really have no idea what I want to do with my life. Um, but one of the things that school taught me was that um, as long as I'm rooted and grounded in Jesus, then I can go anywhere and do anything and take the kingdom with me. Um, and immediately when I sat down, the enemy was like, that's not good enough. <laughs> you know, it was just like, you can't just take the kingdom and make a difference. You have to have some big plan, some big goal. You know, you have to be a missionary, you have to be a pastor to make a difference, and kind of hit me for a second, like, that's a lie. That's such a lie, and I think that's one of the lies that holds us all back and holds us down from truly finding out who we are, is that the enemy wants to keep us down. He wants to make us think that if we take these classes, you know, I only work a cubicle job, what am I really going to do with these ministry classes? If you take these classes, you're going to learn who Jesus is more and more about him, and you're going to know your identity in Jesus. And so you can take what you learn, and you can go out into the workplace. You can go out into a classroom university, and you may never know that you walked by somebody and released peace, 
But the truth of the matter is, you have Jesus inside of you, so when you go out to the classroom, when you go out to the workplace, you're going to release Jesus in his presence. And so when you take these classes, it's only going to root you and ground you even more in knowing that you can go out and do those things and make a difference, regardless of a really big platform or a really small platform. The message is that Jesus is in you. You can take Jesus anywhere, and you can bring the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, next is Alex. Welcome, Alex Hogg. Alex, this lady's amazing. I got to tell you, we, we were involved with them in premarital and, and uh, did their wedding and everything. And she's had a journey, and she's got a story, and she's extraordinary. Here you go. Thanks. Well, that's a high standard, right? Um, so I went into Vine Life University Um, at one of the most broken points in my life. I had been searching for God um, in every substance, every religion, um, everywhere you could possibly try to find um, God basically for eight years since I was 12. Um, And at this most broken point in my life, I told the Lord, this is your one last shot. If you don't show me yourself, I don't believe in you. I was like, I'm done. I'm going to be Buddhist. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to party. Like, I'm, this is your last shot. Which is, you know, I probably wouldn't say that to God now that I know him. I didn't have the fear of the Lord at that point in my life, obviously. But, <laughs> so I entered in the school. I told Ed and Didi, I was like, listen, I'm pretty Buddhist. I'm really open to anything. Um, I'm just searching for, like, love and peace and, you know, being a Buddhist hippie that I was. And they were totally awesome. They were like, yeah, we love you. Like, welcome, you know. And I was like, okay, you know. And I think they soon realized that they had their hands full. Um, But honestly, the school was the best decision I ever made. If you would have asked me when I joined the school where I saw myself in two years at the end, I probably would have said, oh, I probably would have gone back. I, I don't think I would have stuck to it. I mean, I've never really stuck to anything. But, man, I think the first day... I just got rocked. Like the first day, the Lord was like, sorry to break it to you. You're not going to be Buddhist. You know? I was like, oh, okay. Um, And so the Lord just like hit me like a ton of bricks. I always say it was like standing in front of a fire hydrant. You know? It was like, it was exhausting. But in the best way possible. And every day something was getting healed. Every day something generational was being broken off. Every day some part of my heart was coming back together and being made new in Christ. And walking through the school, it, like they were saying, it teaches you who you are in Christ. It teaches you that you're worthy of his love and that you're worthy to love him back. And that's not something I ever really knew. And so going through the school is just like receiving healing every day. And I was able to meet my amazing husband. And yeah, he, he deserves a round of applause. He's pretty awesome. I like him. So I was able to meet him, and just we were able to have this beautiful relationship. I mean, it was hard at times, but the Father also through, you know, showed me the love of Christ through him and was able to heal places in my heart through him and his unfailing love. And just, I really saw Jesus in my husband. and and his love for me, and now we have, you know, our beautiful daughter that is a miracle that we weren't supposed to have, according to doctors, and um, 
you know, I really don't think I would be here today if it wasn't for the university because of the way I was just headed. Um, I was so depressed. I had so many issues. I was really broken at that point. And Ed and Dee Dee just stood by me and just loved me and just walked with me and just saw the love of Christ in all the classes and um, just saw that I was worthy and that I was just a beautiful daughter and was able to walk in that. And now um, I work as a drug and alcohol intervention counselor kind of thing. Um, So I get to work with kids and help prevent them from making all the dumb mistakes that I made. But what's awesome is I can talk about Jesus there. I can look into them and just bless their spirits and just talk to them about the goodness of the Lord. And that's how I've stayed clean for so long. And that's what's brought me so much healing. And that's why I am where I am today with this you know, life, I really never even, I mean, I don't ever, I didn't ever think I was going to get married, you know, but it's like, I love, I love my life and I just didn't think I deserved it. And now I know I deserve the life that I have and I just love walking in it. And, you know, my job, they offered me the executive director position of the company after about four months. And I mean, I'm the youngest person there. I was the newest person there. Um, and I just truly believe because it's, you know, the Lord and it's just being able to take over a nonprofit that's been in Longmont for 30 years and just bring the kingdom through there and just impact the whole city of Longmont and expand further. So, yeah, so I'm very grateful for the school because I really don't, don't think I'd be here today without him. So. Amen. Thanks, Alex. Oh, you see what I mean? We actually uh, had a fifth voice for you today, but it was Benny, so we'll have to save him for a future time. Other than what, I would like to say this. You know, we're all at places in our life where we feel we uh, have accumulated a certain amount of knowledge, a certain amount of experience, and so forth. You know, Benny's been pastoring for many years, and yet Benny entered into the school. Even though we might have thought he was a fully baked muffin, he's not. Okay, And I will tell you, for me personally, I have an aspiration. I've, I've been privileged to teach in the school, but I have an aspiration to someday be able to say I'm a graduate of it. What's the point? Well, first of all, I think the point is about being, not doing. Okay? That's the point. It's about being, not doing. Another point is that um, at Vine Life, we are not the kingdom of heaven. Okay, in case anybody's thinking that way, we are not the kingdom of heaven. We're a little, little tiny piece of the body of Christ. Okay, and that's what we are. But we have a vision, and we think of it as kind of a 200-year vision. You know, the University of Colorado started, I think, with seven students. I think there were six men and one woman back in the olden days, back when I had hair that long ago, Okay. <laughs> And today, less than 200 years later, they've got everything but a winning football team, right? (laughs) So we have a vision for this school that will permit us to come to a place someday when there may be many classrooms, when there may be dormitories, there may be a lot of different things. See, school today isn't like school when most of us were in school. Today we leverage technology. We just brought into this building high-capacity cable so that we have the ability to uh, broadcast stream real-time services, classes, and so forth. 
we've, we've, we want to be able to leverage that technology so that you have the maximum accessibility to get into this process. Over the last few weeks, um, Luke brought a series of messages about a tree. Remember that? And he began talking in the first week about the rich soil, and he was talking about the seed and how, in fact, inside the seed is everything that you have to have to be a tree. Okay? Everything. And so it is for us. So within us, we have everything to become the tree of the destiny and the plan that God has for us. And then he talked about how that seed begins to sprout and it puts down deep roots. It puts down deep roots. And those roots begin to gather nourishment and they come together and they form a trunk. And the trunk has enough strength to press through the soil and reach out into the sun and up it goes. And all up that tree are all these crazy branches. They're all over the place. They're different heights, and they point different directions. I think some of them aren't even the same species. All in all, and that's us. We're all branches in that tree, and we're all unique. But here's the thing. Now, Satan will be happy to sit in the shade of that tree. He'll be very happy to sit in the shade of that tree until the fruit starts falling. Once the fruit falls, then he's got to get out into the light, out into the sun and out into the heat. But it takes the fruit. As long as we come here and we sit in our chairs and we have a wonderful worship experience and we pray and we hear a message and we minister to each other, those are all wonderful things. But from his perspective, it's just damage control. He'll give up on all of us if we just don't trouble ourselves to talk to anybody else, to make a difference in any other way. So we have to be fruitful. Fine Life University is an effort to prepare us to advance the kingdom. Remember, Vine Life is a kingdom enterprise, a joyful adventure. We use the word enterprise, we mean a joyful adventure. And we're on it. We're on it right now. Ed was in the Navy. And uh, Ed served on an aircraft carrier. And I was thinking about this whole aircraft carrier analogy and roll with me on this, okay? An aircraft carrier is a very big ship. It is very big. There are about 5,000 men and women that live on it. It has a nuclear power plant that's inexhaustible within the service lifetime of the ship. It has all of the things. It has classrooms. It has dining rooms. It has kitchens. It has a wastewater treatment plant. It has fuel storage for aircraft. It has armaments in an arsenal. has mechanics and shops and all of those things. It's a tremendous ship. But you know, there's something that it really doesn't have. It doesn't have much in the way of weapons. There's a few minor defensive weapons systems on that ship, and that's it. Because it's not built to defend itself. 
It's built to bring the war to the enemy. It's an offensive weapon, just like we are. We don't have to apologize for Jesus, do we? No, we're an offensive weapon. The weapon on that ship is an airplane. And there's all kinds of airplanes on that ship. And the people that get those ready, fuel them up, get the ordnance on them, get them on the deck, launch them, fly them around, navigate them to their target, and deliver the ordnance, all have to be trained and equipped. Otherwise, it won't work. And so it is for us as well. As we move towards our destiny, as you reach out and bring out of you what God has put in, you have to be equipped. We've tried to maximize accessibility with the school. Uh, there are many of you here who have uh, actually taken classes for which the school grants credit. You may be farther than you think in that process with Line Life University, and you can get credit for your class and for the tuition. Okay? You can fly that plane if you want. So when you leave today, if you go out the door to the right, you'll find a table. There's information there. You can sign up if you'd like to do that. There are menus there. These are equipping menus. Let me tell you, these classes happen Sunday morning. They happen Sunday afternoon. They happen Monday nights. There's weekend intensive. There's all these amazing things, and the intention is to maximize accessibility for all of us. Like Rick Killian's teaching a class on revival. I want to take that. I want to take that class. It's only five weeks. It's only five weeks, and I can take it online. So can you. There's all these amazing tracks that are out there that have been designed for us to access our plane and be able to fly. The 139th Psalm talks about uh, David's writing it, in, and he talks about how God knew him in the womb and how he was a thought of God before that. And God wrote the story of his life in the book already. What we're saying to you is this. We need to change our perspective. Some of us came from a perspective of religion. I did. I grew up in a church that was pretty legalistic and liturgical and so forth, but my perspective changed. I came from a place where um, I wanted to be good enough to be saved. Okay? I wanted to be good enough. I criticized myself for sin, did all that, wore a hair shirt, beat myself, did all those kinds of things, emotionally at least. And then my perspective shifted and I realized we have a relational God, not a performance-based God. We can't perform. Our perspectives keep changing. And that's part of this whole conversation we're having with you, that you would change your perspective and access what God has for you. You can find out more about these classes online as well. You can go to vinelife.com. And on the far right of the top, there's a tab called University. You can click on that, and you can, uh, you'll see a screen that will give you access to the schedule and to the curriculum. You can also go to vinelifeuniversity.com, uh, which is the university's website, and you can get that same information. But whatever you do, get the information. Because here's the problem. You know too much now. Okay? You know too much. If you walk away from this and you don't do this, you'll wonder for the rest of your life, what? 
What, am, what, what would have happened? What could have happened? You know, we have high school students sitting here today. We have the wonderful high school students and junior high students. The, most of your time when you're growing up like that, you're waiting to be old enough, right? Well, I'm telling them, you guys, you're old enough, okay? You know how to use a mouse? Click. Click. All you got to do is talk your parents into the tuition. So it's time to turn a page in your life. It's time for all of us to turn a page and move into that next place and find the peace and the joy and the fulfillment that you saw expressed on this stage today. Okay? All right. Let's stand. Ministry team, could you come, please? As we leave today, um, some of us have needs. Some of us maybe have some physical needs, and we've been prompted by some things on the, that are coming up on the screen. If that's you, man, be sure to get prayer. Okay? Some of us have needs that aren't on that screen. In fact, they're not even physical. They may be financial. They may be around employment. They may be around relationships. They may be around kids. They may be around parents. There's all kinds of needs that prayer addresses. So if you're in that place, be sure before you leave to stop by with these intercessors because they can lift you up in prayer and they can access the throne of God. Okay? All right. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next week.